It's member-supported Hawaii Public Radio, All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. We're concluding the latest episode of our Off the Road interview series, which we started over a year ago in April 2020, connecting you with artists around the world after the pandemic halted the international touring that had brought many of our guests, and we've continued ever since. You can hear the entire series, including the complete interviews with hours of conversation and many exclusive musical performances at our website, hawaiipublicradio.org. Find Off the Road on our HPR app and both hear and subscribe to the latest episodes on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. And that includes part one with our latest, Carlos Santana, who recently started his Carlos Santana Coffee Company with some of the proceeds supporting his nonprofit Milagro Foundation. He's the first returning artist so far in the series. A global superstar whose unique fusion of musical elements, spirituality, and positive messages make him known and loved around the world, including here in Hawaii, where Santana has been a sometime resident for years. We continue our conversation now on the topic of Hawaii and its influence on Carlos Santana. You know, a lot of this message has been consistent with you for many, many decades, but I also hear that maybe there's an influence, a power of having lived here and have this relationship you do with Hawaii, because it sounds like, just paraphrasing, you want to take some of that positive energy of cohesive and people getting along and bring it back to the mainland. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think the mainland could use uh, some rainbow rainbow power, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Everything about Kauai makes me realize that there's power in Kumbaya and Goody Two Shoes and, and Pollyanna. There's some, some kind of power about thinking with brutal positivity, you know, and, people, and, and somehow the arrogant, cynical people, all of a sudden they, their face changed from a question mark to an affirmation like, oh, okay, I want some of that. It's kind of boring being me because I'm so negative all the time. I'm predictable and pathetic. Mm, I think I'll try some of that rainbow consciousness. So I aspire to bring more of this uh, consciousness to the mainland. I like that. I like that a lot. And and uh, Cindy, having Cindy as part of your life, how has that helped to further enable your mission? Because you just, she's such a bubbly force. You guys are such a nice couple together. Yes, thank you for asking that. Um, Cindy is a gift. We're a gift to one another, but Cindy is a gift to me in a sense that uh, she's so clear and positive and, uh, and vibrant. And she's dedicated to her physical uh, body, like Hussan Bolt is, like a world-class Olympic athlete. You know, so uh, I said it before. She, as a drummer, she's like the Bruce Lee of drums. She's like the <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. She's like the Jimi Hendrix, Bruce Lee's of drums, uh, because she's at that level. She since she was earlier than seventy years, seven years old. That's all she wanted to do was to have a fro, freckles, and play drums. You know, <laughs> and so when you when you when you create that as a vocation, back, vacation, uh, then nothing's going to stop you. Uh, I, uh, I feel really honored and grateful that God put us together to live a quality of life. Uh, and the proof is this, when they invite us to play the national anthem at a basketball player, at a basketball game, the energy immediately changes. Not because uh, Cindy and I, but because of what goes through us and what we allow, somehow it becomes 
you know, when you look at the stands and we're playing the national anthem, Cindy and I, you really see and feel the real United States, not fragmented fear. That's how we play the national anthem. Not as a, a, a thing that represents a certain race or a certain color. No, we play the national anthem like the rainbows in Hawaii. Living promise, a living promise that we will create heaven on earth in our lifetime. Rainbow power. I loved how you described it. And uh, we were talking about the Milagro Foundation, which the Carlos Santana Coffee Company donates a portion of the proceeds to. And you also mentioned Bill Graham in your rap. You know, it was on the Milagro tour, if you can believe it, Carlos, almost 30. Next, next summer, it'll be 30 years ago that you and I first spoke. We were at Great Woods outside of Boston. Harry Duncan of Slims had set it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just think in all these years of talking to you, when I think of uh, the positive message you have, I just flash back to that time in your life. That I mean, I remember sitting, you, you were standing, sitting there, you had your Mesa Boogie amps and like a semicircle around you picture of Jesus, picture of Bill Graham, picture of Miles, picture of Bob Marley all around you. This positive thing that you give, I just can't help but think it's been amplified over the years. By the grace of God, you know, it, it, we have become, I said this to Joe Cocker like about maybe a month before he left on the other side. I said to Joe Cocker, Joe, he says, yeah, Carlos. I says, I says you know, we used, to, we used to be charcoal and now we're diamonds. And he looked at me and he goes, did you just make that up? I said, yeah. <laughs> I said, that's great. Yeah, we used to be charcoal, and now we're diamonds. I says, yeah, the pressure made us into diamonds. I love it, my brother. And uh, as a final note, before we wrap it up, I know you've just added some dates for this summer at the House of Blues in Vegas, your first concert since the crisis began. And uh, also saw you've again rescheduled your summer tour with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Now still on tap, but for next summer in 2022. And that to me is such an interesting double bill and made me wonder, what's your earliest memory of coming across Earth, Wind, and Fire and realizing perhaps that like you, they shared a mission in uh, trying to make positivity part of their message? They're warriors, you know, musical warriors. Uh, we did a tour in 1975 with them, the, the the first time they came to Europe, they opened up for us, all through Europe. We even went to Checkpoint Charlie, Yugoslavia, and Czechoslovakia, you know. Uh, but when I first hear them, I, I, I hear the first, uh, I hear the, 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 the trail that the Chambers Brothers and Sly Stone, Neville Brothers and Allman Brothers, I, but especially the Chamber Brothers. The Chamber Brothers and, and, and Earth, Wind, and Fire, that, that's the collection of, you know, with Earth, Wind, and Fire, bands that transcend the color, you know, when, when, the, when the Chamber Brothers play or Sly play, you know, uh, or, or, or Earth, Wind, and Fire play, it's an all-inclusive Americana, beyond Americana, it becomes global. Earth, Wind, and Fire is a global band, not just an American band, and same thing with Santana, we're a global band. 
It's so true. Well, I mean, what a great note to leave it on. And uh, it's Carlos Santana. You're our first. We've been since the pandemic started and the touring stopped. We started this series off the road, which you were a part of last summer. You're our first return guest. So as I think about saying goodbye to you and, and the fact we've been doing interviews now together 29 years, I just give you a big hug, a high five. And I'm so great, yes. grateful for your time, my brother, and your positive energy. Mahalo. Stay precious and radiant. You too. Talk to you again soon. Soon, I hope. Be safe, Carlos. You too. Bye bye. Aloha. Aloha.